0: Hey guys, and welcome to BlockchainCamp.ca, uh, the podcast. I'm your host Richard Green, and I'm one of the digital asset educators. Guys, a lot has been happening in the market. It's the middle of February 2019, and um, you know the market has been holding up fairly well, relatively. Uh, we're, we got an overall market cap of about one hundred and thirty-three billion dollars, with a Bitcoin price of around four thousand. Four thousand, guys. We broke through the thirty-four hundred um, resistance and uh, got some support at thirty-seven. And then there was another Bart-like mov- movement from thirty-seven up to four thousand. Um, there's a lot of volume, large buys coming in. Um, can we stay here? It's possible to start building it. If you start building a new support in the 4,000, above 4,000 range, then possibly we can see upwards of maybe 45, 4,700 in the next uh, month or so. Could be sooner. Anything's possible in crypto. Again, guys, we're not too concerned about the price because we believe in dollar cost averaging. No one can really time the bottom. So our recommendation always is to know your budget, what you're willing to invest uh, to grow your portfolio and set aside that amount on a periodic basis, whether it's uh, every week, every two weeks, every month, and you set aside the coins, the tokens, the projects that you want to support and just consistently accumulate. This is a time of accumulation. Selling and taking profit will come in the hyper bull wave. It's coming soon, it's not yet. We're still under a trillion in market cap, guys. We still have over another 10X to go before. I think we're gonna start seeing new new all-time highs like the same type of parabolic movement we had before but moving on besides price guys um this past couple weeks has been very interesting there have been a lot of news guys if you haven't used bit screener it's a fantastic site they give you a lot of the the news releases i've got search jp morgan open here let me close that um a lot of news releases related to bitcoin <clears throat> it's super helpful i would definitely endorse it and recommend it Guys, today I want to talk about um, three billionaires on Bitcoin. Now, what am I talking about? You must have heard that Jack Dorsey, the man behind, the man behind Twitter, the man himself behind Twitter, this guy, guys, forgive me as I find my article here, this guy, as I buy some more time, this guy. Mr. Dorsey guys Jack Dorsey the CEO of Twitter he has been tweeting about um, the uses of um, the lightning network and um, there's been this passing the torch thing going on on Twitter and a lot of word has been spreading about this I mean here's a guy of a publicly traded company that is a billionaire um, talking about potentially saying things like we would love to make Bitcoin as fast and efficient and transactional as possible, and that includes looking at our seller base and register. You know, and he also went on to say that they're they're interested in using this technology in Square, and right now with Tipping Me, you're able to tip someone Bitcoin using the Lightning Lightning Network to be able to um, give them a donation what they call a tip jar, through their Twitter handle. So it's a a pretty interesting, um, I guess, use case, and is sort of one of the first major apps on, or I should say dApps, on Lightning Network. So, you know, he is uh, getting a lot of attention, and that is very interesting. So from Jack Dorsey's perspective, he is, you know, endorsing bitcoin if you would say and it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty good endorsement i mean the guy's a tech genius in his own rights and um you know it's uh it's very bullish for bitcoin and it's brought a lot of attention to the space and it's giving it more legitimacy Um, another billionaire i want to bring to your attention is uh none other than mr elon musk mr tesla and he was on a podcast recently, and he you know, basically said that Bitcoin is, uh, is brilliant. Those were his words. But he, he did highlight uh, one key flaw that is pretty obvious to most people if you understand mining and the implications of what it can do and how much electricity it requires. Um, but here's what Elon said during his um, interview. He said, I think the Bitcoin structure is quite brilliant. Must said, adding Ethereum and other coins to that list. But I'm not sure it would be a good use of Tesla's resources to get involved in crypto. We were, were really trying to accelerate the advance of sustainable energy, which is kind of counterintuitive to Bitcoin mining. And I think actually one of the downsides of crypto is that computationally, it's quite energy intensive. There you have it. There had to be some kind of constraints on the creation of crypto, but the very energy intensive, but it's very energy intensive to create the incremental Bitcoin at this point. You know, and I think he makes such a good point because these crypto farms and these crypto mines they, they use a gigawatts of energy at a time. That's that's energy that could have been used to light homes and you know it's uh it takes resources and fossil fuels and all these different things to 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 create electricity today that um, it's actually harming the environment. So here's an example here that um, PwC, they say that Bitcoin's annual consumption of uh, energy in this particular region of the world is 32 terawatt hours around the same used by the entire country of Serbia. You guys see that? That is that is pretty intense. And I think that's why um, solutions that don't require mining uh, in terms of their algorithm and their consensus mechanisms, they are going to be superior in the future because, um, you know, Bitcoin is a kind of a different story because once all the coins are mined, then, you know, it's a finite amount, but you're still going to require more and more computational power um, to be able to mine Bitcoins because, again, the as a hash rate goes, um, changes, it gets more difficult to... To mine Bitcoin, thus needing more computational power, and there's also been this this uh, proposal: like, what what would happen if uh, a quantum computer started mining on the Bitcoin network, and would that pose possibly a 51 percent attack on the network? You know, so it's it's kind of interesting to see just you know people's perspectives. We have Elon Musk, a brilliant mind, SpaceX, Tesla, uh, PayPal, a genius in his own right. He know he is going on to say that bitcoin is brilliant what does that mean not a whole lot because the guy said he only holds what is it 0.25 bitcoin or something or 0.1 bitcoin that someone had sent him you know you know elon's tongue-in-cheek because he may say he doesn't own it himself in his own wallet but i'm sure as an investor he may own some through a fund or a hedge fund of some sort you know it's all tongue-in-cheek guys um so First, we had uh, our our boy over here at Twitter, and now we have Elon Musk. And then on the flip side, we have Mr. J.P. Diamond releasing releasing J.P. Morgan coin. He's a billionaire in his own right, too, because he owns a lot of stock in J.P. Morgan. Um, If you guys want to take a quick peek, uh, J.P. Diamond, you know, He has a $485 million stake in JP Morgan Morgan Chase, and he gets about $30 million a year just in salary for working for JP Morgan. And apparently his net worth um, as of April 2018 is $1.3 billion. So guys, you have the perspectives of three billionaires and you all know what JP Morgan said about Bitcoin. And I think I saw a timeline on here in 2017 he came out and said that bitcoin is a fraud in 2018 he said sorry uh we were wrong and in 2019 they launched jp morgan coin that is so ridiculous and i mean this coin is uh, on a private network it it still needs permissions to do transactions it's a private blockchain um you know it's It's a joke, really, at this point, especially with projects like XRP, uh, which have so much more advanced traction. But, you know, you guys need to read between the lines. Like, they're backing their JP Morgan coin one-to-one for a dollar being held. But that's what they say, right? That's what they say. So essentially, they're printing uh, digital currency as USD and holding it and calling it JP Morgan coin. But their whole reason for... Uh, releasing this quote unquote this new token or this coin is not available to the public. Of course, it's a private network. The whole reason for doing this is because they're trying to show that they're staying innovative. But their coin is no different than you know you having um, you know tokens or credits for a gift card, right? <laughs> you know having tokens and credits for a gift card um, with your favorite retailer. You know, that system is outdated. It's been there for a long time. It's just how they have positioned it. But I'm sure they're doing actual blockchain, blockchain-y type stuff, but we really don't know because everything is on a private network and they will never share what they're working on. So what I want you guys to realize too is that JP Morgan, um, which is led by this gentleman, um, and I do respect him. You know, he's very successful in throughout his career. Um, Speaking of none other than uh, this guy right here, Jamie Dimon. What you guys need to also see is that the company that he works for, J.P. Morgan Chase, they have quite a lot of assets—two and a half trillion two and a half, half 2.7 trillion US dollars is what they have under assets right now. And their their share price has done very well over the past twenty years and just over the past five years, I mean they've reached an all time high. They have a market cap of three hundred and fifty billion dollars. And guys, what you need to realize in crypto is not what people necessarily say, but it's what they do. And when we hear a billionaire talk about um the future of digital currency. It's important to listen because oftentimes, you know, given the individual, they may not lead the masses in the direction that they're heading in just away, just right away. Because typically investments, the whole process of getting wealthiest to, you know, buy cheap and sell when it's high. Of course you can short, which I'm sure they did very handsomely. Um, but guys, these are things that, uh, when you hear them should perk up your ears. And I just want to bring this to your attention because there's a lot more chatter on the internet about other billionaires like George Soros, like, um, the Rothschild family, some of the younger family members, um, beginning to discuss this, these topics openly. And I think it's only a matter of time before we do see, you know, the entire market catching fire when, um, the economy takes a downward turn, people are going to look for alternative investments and alternative hedges for their portfolio. And we've we've already seen what's happening in Venezuela, like, um, you know, food shortages is just out of this world, like all the headlines for the past, what, six months to a year have just been you know crisis after crisis and they have experienced so much inflation guys that their currency is basically useless and i think it's possible that the same way how the venezuelan inflation has just been skyrocketing you know it's it's possible it can happen in 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 america it can happen in europe you know it is not unfathomable look at their their dollar is just being completely worthless and something i want to bring to your attention guys um and maybe i'll do this in another another video uh, i'll do this in another video is this the u.s student debt right and the exponential rate that it's 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 increasing so the student debts have just been you know trumping um card, credit card debts auto loan debts and this all plays into crypto everything is connected that's that's what a lot of people don't realize they think that the stock market is isolated from the commodities, which is isolated from crypto, which is isolated from, you know, everything is just one interwoven uh, economy. It's a, it's a worldwide it's a worldwide market. And so all of these different catalysts play into you know how you should trade, when you should be buying, and how you should be buying, and how risk-averse you should be during certain times. But again, guys, we don't really care about the price. Why? Because we're here for the long run. We're buying small investments that we can manage on a, on a periodic basis, dollar cost, averaging our positions, and we're going to be winners for the long run. And I'm really sorry for the long rant, guys, but thanks for joining us again for another podcast for Blockchain Camp. And I hope you enjoyed this one. This one was called Three Billionaires on Bitcoin. We had Jack Dorsey, Elon Musk, and Jamie Dimon just looking at their perspectives on the digital asset known as Bitcoin guys, we hope you enjoyed this. Hope to see you soon. Um, hit us up and download our podcast. Listen to the old ones. There's some good juicy bits in there. You know, We try to make it as timeless as possible so there's still relevant content that you can learn every time you listen. And uh, yeah, we just hope you learn something. We we'll hope to see you soon. Happy trading, guys, and uh, peace out. Bye for now.